You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. Real talk. Creating content costs money. That is a whole fact. Dead ass. And dead ass, that cost and money part was the part that you left out when we embarked on this journey <laughs> to begin with. <laughs> dead ass. I might have changed my mind. Hey, I'm Kadeen. And I'm DeVal. And we're the Ellises. You may know us from posting funny videos with our boys. And reading each other publicly as a form of therapy. Wait, I make you need therapy? Most days. Wow. <laughs> oh, and one more important thing to mention. We're married. Yes, sir, we mm-hmm. are. We created this podcast to open dialogue about some of life's most taboo topics. Things most folks don't want to talk about. Through the lens of a millennial married couple. Deadass is a term that we say every day. So when we say deadass, we're actually saying facts. 100. The truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> we about to take Pillow Talk to a whole new level. Deadass starts right now. I'm going to take y'all all the way back over a decade. Ooh. 2012. Ooh. This is a story I've never told before. Really? Okay. Yes. So we were, what, 10 years in? Yes, we were 10 years in. Okay. We, were, we had just moved back from Michigan in 2009. We were mm-hmm. starting to get rolling with the gym and stuff. Right. Jackson and was born in 2011. Yes. Okay. So there we are. And we had started Married to the Gym. Mm-hmm. Remember Married to the Gym? Oh, yeah. So the I, reason I why I started Married to the that. Gym was because Kaya just had Jackson. Mm-hmm. She was trying to get her body back. Mm-hmm. So I started filming, training her, and then we had a bunch of other moms from the football program yes. who were also training as well. Apparently some producers saw it, came to me and Kadeen and were just like, hey, we think you guys are great on camera. We would love to help you guys create a show. So I was like, Cool. What's the show going to be about? They were like, well, what's at stake? What's at stake for, for you guys? And I was like, what do you mean? We just got married. We have a son. We told them, yeah, we, I, have a, I have a training program for kids. So they got excited about the training program. I'm like, oh my gosh, it's a training program. Um, how many parents? Well, I, I told them how many kids, how many parents, like any single moms, um, any of the moms got beef. And then I was like, whoa, 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 whoa. How, how did we get here? How did we get to beef? The name of the show was called Married to the Gym. Like right. that's the, the segment is Married to the Gym. I thought we were going to discuss, you know, what we can do with love and work together and build together. Like, ah, there's not much at stake there. Mm-hmm. So I said, okay, well, if that's 
not the direction you want to go, then we don't want to talk about the kids and their parents. Their parents come to train with us. Like, their personal lives right. are, are not on the table here. Mm -hmm. But I also had another friend at the time who played in the NFL, and we developed a show called D and Bo Tackle the Offseason. And we filmed, and they enjoyed it. But at the time, my boy Bo was in the middle of his football career. I was like, I can't commit to doing a reality TV show. I so, forgot about DMO Tackle. You remember the DMO Tackle yes. season? Yeah. We had to dig up that trailer. It was actually really good. It actually was a really good uh, yeah. trailer. And it was it was ultimately about uh, Bo and I being, remember the show Robin Big? Yeah. It was like yeah. Robin Big. You know, Bo is 6'5", 280 pounds. Mm -hmm. uh, I'm a smaller guy compared to him. And we both met our wives in college. Right. We were building families at the time. They had three kids. They had lost their son, Skylar. Yes, one and, of their um, twins. We had one child. Mm -hmm. So it was just about college roommates who were embarking on this different life during the off season. I had transitioned to not no longer doing uh, NFL football, but I was working as a broadcaster. Right. So they loved that idea, but Bo didn't want to do it. So they were like, oh, we'll figure something else out. Mm -hmm. You know, you guys don't have any star power. That's pretty much what it was. You guys don't have any star power. Oh, we don't have any drama to bring and, or along drama, either. Star power and drama. Yes. So at that time, I, I started to realize that there was a trend because... Every year, a different producer. And the more we started to gain popularity on social media, for example, the Tim shoot happened in 2013, I believe. Mm -hmm. And after the Tim shoot happened, we started to get a little bit popular. Another producer came. This producer was much larger than the first two producers and already had a show on television. Mm -hmm. And this producer wanted to do a show with Kadeen and I, but also the same thing. They didn't see the positive aspect. Now, Remember, we're going back to 2012, 13. They saw the positive. They just wanted negative with the positive. No, no, no. They, not that they couldn't see the positive. They couldn't see the positive being a sellable trait for viewership. Yes, true. That's what I meant when I said they couldn't see the positive. Uh -huh. They couldn't see the, the positive being something that people wanted to see. And I'm going to be honest. I could tell. I mean, I understand where they were coming from. Because it's all about sales at the end of the day. Mm -hmm. And you have to sell to an audience that's going to watch your TV show. So after those failed attempts at Kadeen and I being on our own reality show, we started to get phone calls from producers up until last year that current shows who have ensemble casts want us on their TV show. And we just don't want to do it. No, thanks. We, we, we just don't want to do it. And over the last... 2012, mm -hmm. 11 years, mm -hmm. 11 years, Kadeen and I finally sat down and said, you know what? We going to do this shit ourselves. We going to do it our way. So, birth Patreon. All right, karaoke time. Do you have a karaoke song? Because you said I mean, you had one. I do have one today, and I feel like it's rather fitting because okay. it can apply in this circumstance as we speak to you guys today. Um... We're thinking of ways to make it better, right? We're trying to make it better for y'all who have been supporting and listening and watching us for so many years. We're trying to make it better for Deval and I, um, for our team. So, I'm a movement by myself, but, but I'm, I'm a, a force, force when we're together. together. Maybe, wait. Look, you don't even know My bad. Why. How it go again? Look, look, look. Oh, this mommy, I'm good all by myself. Do carry But baby, you, you make me better. You, you make, make me better. better. You make me better. Shout out to Neo. Shout out to Neo. Y'all make us better. That's a fact. Because, shoot, all the content y'all be requesting, we be trying to find ways to get it to you, y'all. We're trying to find ways to get it to you. 
So we're going to take a quick break. And then when we get back, we are actually going to dive into the business aspect of why we are creating our own content and why it was important for us to own our own content. Absolutely. Why Patreon? Up next. Stick around, y'all. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Listen, y'all, losing two loved ones in a matter of six months, it can be a lot. And a lot of times when you're dealing with grief, You have a lot to get off your chest with your family. That's absolutely right. You know, people carry around all different types of stresses, big and small. When you keep them bottled up, it can start to affect you negatively. And therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to kind of figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. If you're thinking about starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. Just fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash deadass today to get 10% off your first visit. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash deadass. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know... It doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushion. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Hey, what's good, y'all? I think it's important for you to understand why black representation in media is important. It's important because the media represents how people view us. And it's important that they understand that black people are not a monolithic people. That is a fact. And the next generation of influential black voices can be found on NPR's new collection, Black Stories, Black Truth. Black Stories, Black Truth is a celebration of blackness from NPR. Each of NPR's black voices are as distinct, varied, and nuanced as the black experience itself. Every episode is a living account about what it means to be black today, told from a unique black perspective. From Bobby Shmurda to The Wire, Michelle Obama to Reparations, there's no limit to the range of black stories, black truths. Black perspectives haven't always been centered in the telling of America's story. Now they are the story. In NPR's Black Stories, Black Truths, you'll find a collection of some of NPR's best podcast episodes celebrating the black experience. Listen now to Black Stories, Black Truths from NPR 
wherever you get your podcasts. All right, baby. You so, plus me, it equal better math. Now the song's coming back to now me. Now the song's coming back in it. She a good look, but you 40, my better half. That's that 40, y'all. Shell, I didn't have caffeine this morning, so I'm going to the chiropractor later, and they told me that I'm having a reassessment and I should avoid caffeine oh. before coming in. So if I'm, little, if I'm talking in slow motion, it might be. That's why. No, you sound all right. You sound all right. I'm all right. Cool. Um, let's go back to 2012. So I always had an idea for a sitcom or a reality show. Now, if you go back to 2012, that was during a time when those reality shows that were hitting were Flavor of Love, mm -hmm. uh, Real I Chance. Love New York. I, yes. Yeah, that was that time. There wasn't a lot of uh, scripted content mm -hmm. that was on television during that time in 2012. And sitcoms um, and dramedies weren't really a thing. Mm -hmm. So when I was pitching the Ellis's, right. people were like, eh, I don't see it. Because we grew up in our generation on sitcoms, right? Yeah. And that was huge for us. We yeah. think of the Martins of the world, the Cosby shows, the Family Matters, um, you know, what was it on, on Friday nights? TGIF. TGIF. Yeah, TGIF. all the sitcoms. So to us, it just kind of made sense. We were like, you know, a sitcom just sounds like something the world needs right now. Absolutely. So I looked at my beautiful wife and it was it was partly because of something I wanted, but I knew it was also something that she wanted. Mm -hmm. We wanted to be able to showcase our abilities, but do it our own way. Mm -hmm. Now, I know everyone here has heard the, the statement, people sold their soul, mm -hmm. right? Let's discuss what that means. <laughs> people often believe when they say you sold your soul, mm -hmm. that you actually had a meeting with someone who purchased your soul, <laughs> gave you money, and now you have to just do exactly what they want you to do. Right. That's not really what... The, the statement means. Mm -hmm. What the statement means is that you as a creator had an idea. Your idea was good, but someone came along and said, I can make your idea better. Mm -hmm. Gave you money and said, now your idea is, is my, my idea, idea, but I need you to play out my idea because I gave you the money. Right. The way I see fit. Right. And a lot of times they don't necessarily even have the vision per se. They may right. just have the resources to be able to right. bring that to fruition for you. And in, in their defense, they're coming with the resources and the investment. And most of the time they mm -hmm. already have the audience. Yes. So what they're saying to you is I'm willing to put you in front of my audience, but you have to do what my audience wants yes. because I know what my audience likes. Yes. And Kadeen and I said, no. Absolutely that's not. not. That's not what we want to do. <laughs> there was one time in particular, this is when we started doing brand partnerships. If you guys have noticed, we don't do as much brand partnerships anymore. Mm -hmm. This is why. This was in 2017. No, 2018. Instagram had blew up for us. Mm -hmm. We had a meeting with a group. I don't like to out people or say certain things because... It could be a person in that group. In that moment. In that moment who right. said something. So it doesn't represent the group. Right. But I had a meeting with a, with a group about a brand partnership. And they wanted us to do something mm -hmm. for, I think it was Black History Month. Mm -hmm. We're a black family. Have a meeting with them. And this is before Denora because if, if we were with Denora, <laughs> Denora would have absolutely obliterated them. Denora would have been like... Laptop shut. <laughs> yes. This was, so this had to be 2018. It had to okay. be February 2018. After we had done Clorox, we had done Duracell. Duracell, we started doing brand yes. Yes, yes, I remember. Group comes to us and says, hey, we want to do a, a Black History Month thing. Um, we have an idea. 
They told me the idea. I said, okay, this is cool. It's easy. Me and my family can do this. And can you, can you, is there a way you can blacken it up? <laughs> and I said, what do you, like, what do you, what do you mean? Blacken it up, Check this yo. out. This is, this is the, this is a real statement. Kadeen, I know Kadeen has a long stringy hair. Is she willing to put on like a, like a wig, like an Afro wig? Yeah. I said, what? Like, a what? And they were dead serious in the fact that they felt like our family could be blackified. Like, it's Black right. History Month. We need to wear kente cloth and Afro wigs or flat tops to be considered black. Mm -hmm. Our blackness in itself, in Brooklyn, in an apartment, was not black enough. Right. We didn't look like your quote-unquote, as they said, typical black Black family. family. So then they questioned me. So is is Kadeen, is, is she black? And I'm like, I'm like, are we really having this conversation? And it, it was moments, because that wasn't the only moment. It was moments like that where they wanted our blackness to be a trope of blackness. Mm -hmm. not, not just black. Because, right. I, and I tried to explain a couple of times, black people are not monolithic. We look, we sound, we act differently. And they were like, oh, okay, well. Well, you know what? We'll circle back. Mm -hmm. So when I'm getting the circle backs and I'm realizing, well, there's a reason why they're, they're not willing to work in synergy with us. Mm -hmm. Right? So I started to ask questions. And this is the answer as to why we started Patreon. A large part of the people in this country who watch shows like us, shows that with people that look like us, don't look like us. Middle American white people pretty much dominate the television industry as far as who watches, especially if it's family content. So what they want to do is either make us whitewashed mm -hmm. or make us a trope Spectacles. of blackness. Yeah. This is what I realized after going to all of these meetings with producers and brands. They see us as a commodity, but only in the way they view us, which means we would either have to be the black family that wears the polka dots with the ties and the suspenders and be the whitewashed version of what blackness is. Or we have to be baggy clothes, yo-yo, fro, Afrocentric. Like they, they only see tropes. Mm -hmm. And tropes of not only blackness, tropes of whiteness and tropes of blackness because they feel like, hey, we got the audience. Mm -hmm. We know what our audience wants to see. And Kadena and I made a decision that, well, we, we know our audience and yeah. we want to make content for... Our, our audience. audience, not yep. for your audience. We want to make content for the audience that has supported us yes. since we started. And I'm not talking about starting 2017. I'm talking about 2012 because we had a Facebook page that was doing really well with Married to the Gym. Mm -hmm. And we were getting hundreds of thousands of views in 2012 before Instagram even became a thing. Yep. The first video I ever did that went viral was a video of Kay pushing a sled. Mm -hmm. And me pushing the sled behind her and me slapping her on the butt. And it got like 130,000 views on Facebook at the time, which was like unheard of. Mm -hmm. But people just loved to see me supporting my wife, my wife working hard, and then a little baby running on the field while we were doing what we were doing. Right. And it reminded me of The Fresh Prince and The Cosby Show. Because at the time, The Cosby Show... And the Fresh Prince wasn't the version of blackness they were used to seeing. Mm -hmm. Think about the 70s. The greatest show coming out the 70s was Good Times, mm -hmm. right? And then it was uh, George and Weezy's The Jeffersons. The Jeffersons, yeah. 
and it was just about struggle. It was uh-huh. like black people struggle. All black people do is struggle. Like I, I wasn't a good times guy, but I know the father on good times struggled keeping a job. Mm-hmm. You know, and I think um, the mom was the one always working. She was always tired. But the show did really well. Mm-hmm. So when the Cosby show came out, he's a doctor. The wife is a lawyer. They got five kids. The kids don't really get in the type of trouble that you expect black kids living in Brooklyn to get into. Mm-hmm. At first, it was just like, I don't know how real this is. But it became a phenomenon because that version of what black looks like wasn't just black. It related to everyone. To everybody, yeah. Then it Fresh was Prince also kind of aspirational, way. too, I think. I mean, I remember your dad saying that he didn't like the Cosby show for that reason. He's like, it's not real. It doesn't show like real yeah, black people. Yeah, my dad said that. And he said that as a black man. Yeah. So I guess it really depends on the audience that you're trying to cater to. But just start to circle back with uh, the brand deals and stuff like that, you know, even just the brand partnerships that I had gotten or you had gotten through other companies yeah. were far and few in between because we also, in creating content and just in promoting other brands, it, we were really, really, and we still are very, very... Um, adamant about only partnering with people who we believe in and people who support us because we what we also found was that some brands when they came along they come to you because they enjoy your content they enjoy the fact that you do have an audience who is tried and trusted but also in them wanting you to produce content they would sometimes circle back now with feedback about how you can (laughs) alter your content to then make it in their mind, more digestible or more appetizing to the viewer. And I'm just like, you came to me for a reason. Then clearly I know what I'm doing when it comes to my content and my audience. Why won't you just let me do what I, what you're paying me to do essentially. But, um, I say that to say that's another avenue as to why Deval and I decided like we're just really only going to do what we want to do in this social media space. So if you see something come out on our page, if we post something, you know that it's coming directly from Deval and I and not from any other source who has coerced us into doing it. That also takes me to another part when Mm -hmm. it comes to our, I don't like saying following, but our supporters. Mm Mm-hmm. I had a producer say, you have great numbers, but your supporters don't add monetary value. Pretty much was telling me black people won't spend money on stuff. That's Mm -hmm. pretty much what he was saying. Mm -hmm. Little does he know that our audience isn't only black. Right. Right. Our our audience is a rainbow. It's very diverse. Of of colors, ages, genders. Like, and and the, Mm -hmm. the truth is, they look at us and just assume. Oh, that's a young black couple. Mm-hmm. They got young black people. Mm-hmm. So when we create content, they think they're teaching us how to create content for just that demographic. When we're actually creating content for a multi-generational audience that has a bunch of different races and genders. Mm-hmm. So when Kadena and I started to sit down and think, you know what? Why don't we just do high quality content ourselves? Like, like we don't really need them. Okay, it's going to cost some cameras. It's going to do. Okay, fine. We'll make the investment. So we made the investment. And once we made the investment, we realized like, wow, like this, this is expensive. Like it isn't, mm-hmm. it isn't easy. You know, you, you put people on salary. We have producer on salary. We have camera operator on salary. We have editor on salary. We, you know, you guys know Josh and, and Matt and Tribble. They work with us directly, practically every single day. Mm-hmm. I think it is every single day, right, Just Josh? About- Josh, we're on the phone like every single day. Yeah, literally. Every single day to- For sure. Create content. Mm -hmm. Now, when you're doing this type of work to create content, you're creating an economy. Mm -hmm. 
not only for yourself, but for the people who work with you. Yes. We like to say people work with us because we don't see it as an employee. We see everyone that we work with as partners. Yep, team members. Now, typically, you would put out content, hope that a producer or a production company or a network will come to you and say, here's a budget, create the content. Mm -hmm. Patreon allows us to use the budget that we've been able to amass through memberships to create our own content the same way. The same way. That's why when you're looking at yep. the content now, you're saying... This looks like a reality show. Right. It's we're able to pay our people. We have yeah. the same cameras. Mm -hmm. We have the mics. Mm -hmm. They have, they invest the time. Mm -hmm. We're able to, to do everything the way we want to. But here's the most important part. We can feel comfortable with the people we love and we know around our children. Mm -hmm. Because since we do family content, it is difficult to ask your 11 at the time six, five, and one-year-old to get in front of the camera and be themselves with yes, people they don't know. they don't know. know, yep. And that was another issue for us. I was like, I'm not going to have people I, I don't know around my kids. Oh, well, we don't have to do it at the house. We can do it at a location. Right. That's but not still, authentic to who we are. Exactly. People want to see who we, we want to share who we are and how we go about doing it the most authentic way possible with the people our children trust as well. And it's crazy that you say the most authentic way with the people we trust and you say all that. It makes me think of a message I got from someone. Mm -hmm. um, every now and again, I may see a DM. It's hard because I get so many, but this one person kept messaging about Patreon and essentially said in her message, um, I can't believe you and DeVal have gotten so Hollywood that now y'all are requiring people to sign up to see y'all's videos when y'all been doing this for free. Yeah, I know you was mad about that. Man, <laughs> listen, the fumes that came out of my ears. Yeah, she was pissed, y'all. I was, was pissed because I'm like, first of all, don't don't throw in the whole you and DeVal have gotten so Hollywood bullshit. Like, stop. Mm -hmm. I feel like if anybody who really knows us know, the people who support us, the people who work with us. Yeah. Deval and I are the same old yeah. Deval and Kadeen since we lived on New York Avenue. And in a Brooklyn. lot of times we get in trouble for it from Denora, from our manager, from venues. They're like, you can't just walk in and be like, like you can't just do things like that. Right. And exactly. I'm like, Why not? You need to have this. You need to have security. You need to have call ahead. You need to have that. And we just kind of just like say, well, I mean, we literally <laughs> are moving like the same people. Of course, when we have the kids and stuff, right. it's different. It's a little bit different. You know, and depending on the spaces that we're in, I get yeah. it. But I say that to say, like, I feel like if anything, Deval and I are even more grounded in who we are and who we want to be yeah. and who we portray ourselves to be because we are who we are. Facts. So the fact that this person is spewing this whole y'all be became so Hollywood, now y'all making us pay. Have you not been getting content for free for the past seven years? And they still get content for free. And you still free. get content for free because DeVal's still doing this holding his phone up, getting videos. I do. I'm still posting content on my end. I'm still posting stories Absolutely. every day. There's a ton of free content that's there and it's readily available. There's YouTube, there's Facebook. There's so many different platforms. So can you explain, or would you like me to explain the difference in the content that we are creating on social media and on Patreon? No, go ahead. I mean, I'll let Deval take the reins on this because he mm. is really the mastermind behind how we roll out our content. Mm. And I just be like, where you want me to be? Say, <laughs> tell me when to say action. What I got to post today? Um, but you can go ahead and break it down just so it's digestible for people listening. Okay. Because we thought this episode was important for people to understand why right. we decided to even do something that was subscription-based. Right. So... The biggest thing is there are different types of content. When I pick my phone up, and yes, everybody's phone got 4K and stuff like that, 
I do pick it up and I put that content on social media. But one thing Josh and I realized, because Josh and I had started talking about doing higher quality content, I believe in 2019 when we first moved to California, mm -hmm. was that when I was doing the vlogs on YouTube, right? Mm -hmm. They were like 25 minute vlogs. Some of them were 45 minute vlogs. The average viewership was less than six minutes. You see? So it was like, I'm creating content and I'm putting hours into it and it's not being watched because people who watch on YouTube are not going to YouTube for long form content. Right. They go to YouTube or Instagram or Facebook or Twitter for short form content, little bites. Mm -hmm. Remember Quibi, Quick Bites? People go to those platforms for Quick Bites because they want to watch something and move on. Mm -hmm. So for me, I was like, dang, I want to produce longer form content, but it's not being consumed in its totality. Right. Then we partnered with Patreon because Patreon is when someone makes a decision to say, you know what, I'm going to spend. And for us, we made the price extremely low. Mm -hmm. The price is $5 a month. And the reason why it's $5 a month is because it's less than a quarter a day. Well, I never wanted to charge people. Yeah. If you Actually, speak to Denora. Right. Denora was honest for a while about seven Patreon. Seven months. And I was <laughs> and we like, like, no. No, we don't want to charge people. I was like, no, I don't want to charge people because we've been giving them content for free. But then mm -hmm. I actually started to think about the economy I could create using the resources. I'm always on dead-ass podcasts talking about group economics. Mm-hmm. How can we support each other? How can we support our friends if we all pool our resources, right? right? Patreon is just another form of group economics, right? I wanted Josh and I wanted Matt to, to be here full time. Mm -hmm. How can I ask them to quit doing what they're doing if I'm not going to replace that salary mm -hmm. to be able to work with us? I can't ask for favors. Nope. You get to a point in your life where asking people for favors and to sacrifice for their family so you can gain or you can provide something to other people is just not fair. It's not okay. It's not okay. Nope. So for me, it was like, you know what? Let me utilize this way to create an economy so that I can create the type of content I want to create, long form, high quality content, but also allow my friends to provide for their families as well. Mm -hmm. Like that's really what this whole Patreon thing is about. Right. It's us Taking away the network. Mm -hmm. You don't got to go to TBS to watch us. You don't got to go to ABC. You don't got to go to Hulu or Netflix or HBO. No. You pay a subscription to those networks to watch long-form content. And half the time you pay the subscription and you're like, I don't even I watch this. I don't even this. watch it. Yo, I literally just last night went into my um, my Apple like settings and I was just like, what subscriptions do I even have right now? Because I was looking at the American yep. Express because since I'm so fiscally responsible now, <laughs> y'all, I was looking at all these different things coming out and I'm just like, I didn't even know I still had this. I didn't even know I still had this membership yeah. because you just sign up for stuff and then you just kind of don't watch or you watch yeah. maybe for one show. Um, and I was going to say something to piggyback off of what you said about um, Patreon and stuff. But for us, I think the most important part, at least for me, is that we're able to now remove the the outside noise. We're able to remove yeah. any network, any other outside influence. And literally, we do what we want. I think the freedom and the yes. autonomy that we have over Patreon is what excites us the most. Because yes. now I feel like we're all invested. Like the entire team is yes. really sold on this idea because we're enjoying creating this content. Yes. It doesn't feel like work. It doesn't, when Matt pops up on a random Wednesday and catches just something that happens to happen in the house that was funny. Yes. That's that's essentially what we wanted that's and what we how wanted we foresaw 
um, a, a reality show or even a sitcom rolling out with us, just watching us in our natural setting and the funny things that happen on a daily basis. And you know the even better part about it, y'all? Patreon is optional. Thanks. Nobody is holding a gun to your head to say Facts. you have to sign up for it $5 a month. You don't, you don't have to. You don't have to. But if and you we don't enjoy, feel away. And we don't feel away if you don't want to or if you can't. And some people can't afford the $5 a month. I and understand that. that. And I completely that. understand that. And the people who do subscribe and rock with us, we love y'all for that. We're looking to do even more things, doing some different lives. Um, you're getting exclusive access, first dibs to yes. live shows that we have coming up. Yes. So there's so many perks involved with being yes. Patreon members. But again, it's the option to do it. Yes. And no one's forcing anyone to do anything. Yes. But I, but I did feel it was important to talk to, because we have so many people who are also creators mm -hmm. or who are also actors or artists who are yeah. who ask, like, Deval, how do I get started? And And for me, Patreon is a way to see who really, truly supports you. Yeah. Yeah. You know, like like yeah. if you really think about it, $5 a month, mm -hmm. less than a quarter a day. Mm -hmm. There are some people who say to me, hey, Deval, how can I support you guys? Mm -hmm. You know, like like really DMs be like, yo, I love what you guys do. How could I support you guys? Yeah. And I'm like, join Patreon, man. Just, just join Patreon. Be a part of the Patreon. The biggest thing with Patreon also, please comment and interact so we can... Know mm -hmm. how you guys feel about the content for sure because this is still kind of new to us. We're still kind of figuring very out. new. Yeah, what, what Josh it like. has been running the Patreon. He goes on the Patreon every. He's addicted to Patreon. Like he goes on <laughs> to, to make sure because because you you guys who pay the five dollars a month, your opinions about what we post and what we do matter. Yes, matter. Like Josh and Denora came to us two weeks ago and was just like, I think you guys should do some lives. Mm -hmm. And I was, I was like, like I didn't even know Patreon like, had yeah, lives. Yeah, I, like, I didn't know we could do okay, lives. And he was sure. like, yeah, you can do lives so that you can be more interactive with your audience. So if you post a piece of content, you can then have a, a formal discussion mm -hmm. on the Patreon live about the content. I'm like, yo, that's dope. So mm -hmm. we could actually do a show, do an after show, and then have an audience reacting mm -hmm. after show when it comes out. Mm -hmm. Like to me, that's the most fire way to build an audience. Yeah. To understand what your audience wants to see. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if y'all know this, but I don't reply in comments. That don't mean I don't read comments. Because I want to learn. Mm -hmm. What did they like about this? Mm -hmm. What did they not like about this? Now, just because you leave a comment don't mean I'm going to follow you. Mm -hmm. I get thousands of comments every day. One person says, I wish I would put more longer content on YouTube. Mm -hmm. It's not going to make me put longer content on YouTube. Right. Because the analytics show me that the vast majority of people who watch on YouTube watch short-form content. Yes. So, yes, I do read the comments. I do appreciate you guys. I just don't respond because I don't want anyone else to feel like their comment is not important. Because mm -hmm. once I start replying, yeah. then I don't reply to someone. It's like, oh, he only replies to these type of people. It's like, no, that's not the case. <laughs> I only have a couple seconds to reply because I'm making content. Mm -hmm. All right? So... It's important for people to understand how we decide what content we're going to create, right? Mm -hmm. So, for example, on Patreon, we say long-form content. Anything over seven minutes it's is long considered long-form yeah. content, mm -hmm. right? So, our Patreon videos are typically anywhere between nine to 15 minutes, right? We try to yeah. keep it shorter than 15 minutes, mainly because even on Patreon, when you see how much people watch, most people don't watch Patreon for 30 to 40 minutes. They, right. they watch it for 15 minutes, but that's considered long-form content. And how many times are we dropping a week? 
Okay, okay so y'all want to laugh, right? Once again, <laughs> this is this is Kadeem and I and our team over delivering. When mm-hmm. we did our partnership with Patreon, they said we were required to drop two pieces of content per month. Mm. Two pieces of content per month. And so, Patreon gang, how much y'all been getting? <laughs> huh? Well, I I can tell you this already. <laughs> we do the podcast every week. Right. 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. Right. And the after show. Mm-hmm. So that's eight pieces of content right there. We got DeVal's Man Cave, mm-hmm. 12 pieces of content. We got All Day K, 16 pieces of content every Listen, month. Listen, y'all, I've been All Day K-ing it up. You have. Okay. Yeah. All right. And, Just and for the record. We're not complaining <laughs> because no, it's been we great. actually enjoy Mm-hmm. Making this content. Yes. Like it feels good to get ready for school in the morning and watch my kids do it. And there's a camera somewhere and no one knows where the camera is. So the kids are acting by themselves. Mm-hmm. But then when we look at the camp, when we look at the content, we can say that looks like a traditional American family getting ready for right. school in the morning. Right. They're having fun. The mm-hmm. kids are disciplined. They're working hard. Then afterwards, mom and dad is going off and doing whatever they do. Yeah. I think that's the realest um, sitcom slash reality version of a show or yeah. of the Ellis's that you're going to get is definitely going to be on our Patreon page. And just so you know, like content creators in general, I know it's become a very convoluted market because everyone's an influencer. Everyone's doing content. There's TikTok now, which is even shorter content that people are just really, really buying into for sake of for the sake of sounding like a big aged hardback old lady, I'm still trying to figure out TikTok my damn self. But let's look at some facts and stats when it comes to creators because yes. we literally are like full time creators. And with the strike happening now and Deval and I not doing any work, no auditions coming in, it really has given us time to focus on Patreon and doing this content yeah. creating. Yeah. Um. So it kind of you know God works in mysterious ways, and and this has definitely helped us when it came to and this listen content. to these facts that that Kay is about to tell you because for all you people who are listening, who are aspiring creators, are creating, mm-hmm. are budding creators, listen yes. to these stats so you can understand about staying ahead of the curve, which is another. A podcast we're going to talk about staying ahead of the curves. For sure. Um, Full-time creators use an average of 3.4 channels for audience engagement. So that's like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, Patreon, YouTube. Right. That's that's six right there that I can already think of, but there's so many. So many more. Exactly. Ad revenue for creators has declined by 33% since COVID, pushing creators to do more brand collaborations, join other platforms, and create more revenue outside of their regular streams, which now is down even more. You absolutely brand collaborations. Ad revenue, before they used to run ads through your content. And they had to pay people. Now, I know everyone's been been looking at or listening to singers or mm-hmm. rappers saying, hey, I don't own my publishing. And they told me I'm supposed to get paid through XYZ. I'm not getting paid as much as I should because now with streaming, mm-hmm. you have to have something like a million streams to make a dollar. It's insane. It's insane. They've so, now upped the antes like so much. It's the same thing for video creators. Like in order for you to make money off of your streams mm-hmm. or quote unquote off of your views, you have to have like hundreds of thousands of views just to get a dollar. That's it. Which is making it more difficult for people to make money to through ad revenue. a lot revenue. of money. Yep. Ad, yeah. And then brand partnerships. A lot of these brands are like, we don't even have the budget to be able yeah. to engage you in a partnership 
or be able to give you what you are worth or what you demand right. or require to engage. So brand partnerships are also down. I can say that for myself, even just as of this year. Um, 63% of the audience have tipped their favorite creators at least once. I didn't even know you could tip your creator. On TikTok, it's a it's a thing where you can put tips. On oh, really? When people go live. Because uh -huh. it's, it's, if you think about it, right? And if you just think about creators, you go to your phone to be entertained. Right. Right? If you walk by in a subway and someone's playing the drums or someone's doing, mm -hmm. you know, tap dancing, you tip them. Like, yeah. oh, you entertained me. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Thank yeah. you for entertaining me. Right. Creators is the other same way. That's they're cool. entertainers. They're, they're just a different form of entertainment Absolutely. because as technology advances, there's different ways and mediums. That's like dope. If there weren't always TVs, there weren't always movie theaters. Right. You know, there's always ways to uh Yeah. I think that's dope because I do sometimes see people just like, oh, you know, creators always expect for you to pay for this or subscribe for that. And I'm just like, guys, how like this is people taking their time out yeah. of their day to engage you. Why not? So I think that's a cool idea. Um, 24 million estimated monthly payouts on Patreon. That's cool. We ain't getting 24 million, though. No. <laughs> Just so y'all know. No. <laughs> that's no. not for us, but it's good to know that that's what Patreon is doing for folks. The average Patreon user makes 41% of their income on Patreon. 15% of consumers are subscribed to a creator's membership website. So like, was that like with Instagram, like people have subscriptions now or just random things like that? I mean, well, there's so many different memberships. Like That's you can true. have a membership to Instagram, but people also have their own website. Oh, true. Where, you know, Kadeen.com. Right. You have a membership right. there, yeah. That's true. And 97.5% of YouTubers do not make enough to reach the U.S. poverty line. You heard that? I did. 97.5% don't even make that much. So, and I think that's important because I, when I look at creators or influencers, people typically look at the top 1% mm -hmm. and say everybody. Same Does thing with, with athletes, right? Yes. Everybody's not making what LeBron James makes. Everybody doesn't make what, what Lionel Messi makes. Mm -hmm. Everybody doesn't make what Tom Hanks makes as an actor. You know, mm -hmm. like there are tears to everything. Right. And 90% of the people that you watch on television doing the things they do don't make enough money to just do that solely. Exactly. Most actors have another job. Another job, yep. Right? Most athletes who play basketball overseas still do something else because they don't make enough money just playing basketball. Same thing with, with people who play in football leagues. Mm -hmm. So I think it's important for people to understand when you look at entertainers, mm -hmm. don't just look at your favorite entertainers at the highest and think that all entertainers make millions. the same thing, yep. Entertainers are hustling just like everyone else. Mm -hmm. You know, so... We just wanted to make sure that you guys understood that this isn't a money grab. Right. Especially from us. Like the Ellis's, this is not a money grab. Mm -mm. I, I will be honest and tell you, I have four or five streams of revenue. Mm -hmm. I don't rely on Patreon. Mm -hmm. I also don't rely on acting. Mm -hmm. I don't rely on real estate. We really don't rely on we, anything. We don't rely on when anything. one is down, we hope the, we other hope is the up. others are up. Yep. You know, and that's just part of it. It's just yep. an, a different stream of revenue so we can mm -hmm. create an economy, not for ourselves only but also for our friends who are also creators so we yes. can do something and build together. Because yeah. I watched one of the greatest entrepreneurs and entertainers do that, and that was Tyler Perry. Mm -hmm. That was Tyler Perry. You can say what you want to say about a Tyler, uh, Floyd Mayweather, mm -hmm. a Jay-Z, because people, there's always detractors. Mm -hmm. But these are men who did it their way, built within their audience, mm -hmm. were told no, Yep. So many times. And still stay true to their to, audience. To who they are and their audience. Mm -hmm. And now look at them. So 
those those are are the guys that I look up to and I say, you know, I want to create and own my own. Mm -hmm. And another one's Issa Rae. Like Issa Rae, like she killing. Mm -hmm. She started with owning her own, started on YouTube, creating her own content. She went a different way because Patreon didn't exist. Mm -hmm. But she got that early bag from HBO and she's been creating ever since. Like these are the people that I'm looking up to be able to create and do it on my terms. For sure. And it's just that much sweeter when you're able to do it and grow and and rise and reach another level with the people who have been with you down yeah. at the yeah. bottom, right? So, like you guys know, Josh and Matt, we've known for over a decade now. Like, these yeah. are people who we are just like, you know, we're going to build and grow and do this yeah. together. And we really hope that this episode just um, brought some clarity to anybody who might have been on the fence about, you know, joining Patreon or wondering mm. why Patreon was a thing or thinking like, oh, my God, the Ellis has given us so much content already. What makes Patreon different or why is it a value yeah. to us and our family and our team? Um, we hope that this provided some clarity for you guys. Um, and then I hope you join because we'd love to see you on that side and continue to deliver great content, high quality and more of the Ellis's. Um, and we plan on, and the boys. on evolving. Yeah. And as, as life changes and things can happen, we still want to have access to the people mm-hmm. who've helped us build. Like I know for a fact, you know, speaking to Tyler, that he still has the emails from the people mm-hmm. that started when he was just doing plays. Mm-hmm. Remember when he was doing the quote unquote chitlin circuit? Yes. And it, it, it became no one would go into his shows. He was doing shows, no one was showing up, but he kept doing them. And now his audience is millions of people mm-hmm. that he writes directly for. So I want to continue to evolve the Ellis's and us create content specifically for For our people. Yes, for you. All right, y'all. We're going to take a quick break and pay some bills. We'll get back into listener letters after this break. So stick around. During the break, let's quickly talk about a couple things that are important to most people I know. Comfort and style. Crocs, classic clogs, and sandals have both covered. When I'm talking about style, I mean personal style. There are just so many colors and so many gibbet charms that you can add to the Crocs to make them unique. You can dress up your Crocs to match your mood, to match your personality, to fit the occasion, and you can change them up day to day. I mean, ultimately, you can stand out from the crowd in a way that only you can because it's your personal style. And now, let's talk about comfort. You know... It doesn't get better than Crocs, clogs, and sandals when it comes to being comfortable. Style and comfort are usually a trade-off, but here, they're a package deal. It's like you have cushions on your feet. Soft, stylish, personalized, colorful cushions. That's right. So why wait? Head over to Crocs.com today and experience the comfort and style of Crocs classic clogs and sandals for yourself. Your feet will thank you. You may be aware that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies and life-saving measures. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? You, along with the American Red Cross, regardless of your blood type, can help by donating blood. Every day, our blood saves lives and eases the pain for those living with sickle cell. When you donate blood, there is a direct positive impact within our community. Right now, there is great need for blood donations in the African-American community. Every donation counts and makes a difference in someone's life. Donate blood at Red Cross to help save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now. Okay, real talk. When did paying someone back become social media? What do you mean? Let's say I'm trying to lurk on you. You know, see what you're doing and who you're doing it with. I can stalk your pay app and find out what you're doing. Oh, yeah, that's, that's kind of weird. 
You do that? Not anymore. <laughs> I use Apple Cash. It's built into your iPhone, easy and secure. You can send and receive money right in messages. So no public feeds. And the money is immediately available to use with Apple Pay. Babe, did you just send me a dollar on Apple Cash? I just said our cash isn't content. Shh. <laughs> Services are provided by Green Dot Bank. Member FDIC. Terms apply. All right, ladies, let's be real. Who here actually enjoys shaving their legs? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. And get this. Near, yes, near, the OG that I used for years has now leveled up. And they have these new sensational shower creams and body creams that smell amazing. My personal favorite, coconut oil and vitamin E because it's gentle on my skin. And down to the body cream, rich cocoa butter and vitamin E body cream, which is a modern take on indulgent and classic femininity. Okay? It works in as little as three minutes, no nicks, no cuts, and the smooth skin lasts days longer than shaving. Nair's new sensational shower and body creams are free of all those nasty chemicals so you can feel good about what you're putting on your skin. Have a me-time moment with Nair, the number one hair removal brand. Smell for yourself. Try the reformulated Nair body and shower creams available at retailers nationwide and online. All right, y'all, we're back. Let's jump into this first listener letter. Hey, I really enjoy listening to y'all's podcast and really admire you guys' marriage. I love that I can Thank listen you. to a podcast and that I can get a male and female perspective. Love that. We hope that, that we continue to do it for you guys. Yes, ma'am. I just turned 21 this year. My boyfriend and I were very toxic in our relationship for a while. We both did some things and said some things that we should never done or said. He came from a household where being toxic wasn't normal. And it shouldn't be. But I came from a household where my family was very toxic and a lot of that toxicity was embedded into me. I didn't realize how toxic I was or how toxic I have made the relationship and, and him until this year when I distanced myself from my family. Mm. Our relationship has gotten better when I've distanced myself from my family. How can I balance not trying to be toxic with having such a toxic family? And what are some things that I can do that will help me leave that toxic mindset where it's at and really help our relationship bounce back from our toxic past? First thing is stop saying toxic. <laughs> That was a lot of toxic, girl. Uh, I guess she toxics. must have been really, really toxic. Well, I think the first thing is you've acknowledged yeah. the source of That's it, right? That's the biggest right? part. You acknowledge the source of it. You're taking accountability for the fact that you are toxic and you have been within your relationship. Um, I think that's normal, not normal per se, but just having continued conversation with your boyfriend to find out the things that maybe you've done in the past, unpacking those toxic traits, unpacking what transpired within your relationship in terms of arguments or discussions or things that you guys have been through, the things that you said that you never should have said or did that you never did. If you unpack those things and just know that you can't do them again, I think that's part of the first steps in yeah. making sure that you're kind of healing from this. And then maybe seeing what caused the toxicity within your family, you know, Therapy is one way to really unpack your past, the way you grew up, um, the things that are triggers for you. Um, that might be a good way to start. I I agree. I think um, therapy is very important. First of all, I think you've covered everything. The fact that she acknowledged it makes the most sense. You know, she's not, mm -hmm. so she knows what it is. The only thing I think that, that you might have missed is learn your family history. Mm -hmm. 
You know, um, before you go to therapy, I think it's important for you to speak to your mom and your dad or your mom, if it's just your mom or your dad, uh, speak to your grandparents. Mm -hmm. I started to understand my family and I no longer say my family's toxic I, because I think that that's just a, a, a word that people use now because they don't know how to say you have to understand what triggers your family have. Mm -hmm. Right. And what traumas your family have. Triggers and trauma don't always necessarily mean that you're toxic. It just means you don't know how to respond any other way other than what you saw. Yeah. Right? And once you can acknowledge that, you know what? My grandmother did this because mm -hmm. that was her past. And she taught my mom. And then my mom saw X, Y, Z. So now, she, oh, she married my dad. Oh, well, my dad's mom mm -hmm. and dad. That's why they respond. Oh, now I get it. Man, And then listen. you learn not to judge your family. Right? Because your family doesn't need judgment. Your family needs healing. Mm -hmm. Right? You learn not to judge your family. And when you stop judging your family, you go to therapy. You learn not to judge yourself. Only way I know you can learn not to judge yourself is tr really to go to therapy. Yeah. You need someone else to show you what they see. Because everything you see from yourself is going to be negative. That's just human nature. Mm -hmm. we, we pick apart all our imperfections. Mm -hmm. Go to therapy, like Kadeen said. And then from there, try to help your partner do the same thing. For sure. I mean, the unpacking is so, so, so important. Like I've even seen it recently in my interactions with DeVal where I'm just like, oh my God, I am acting this way because my parents did X, Y, Z. Or I can see that my sister, my brother and I share this particular trait or we deal with things in a certain that. kind of way because that's the way we were accustomed to seeing things in our household when we were children. So then DeVal now has a little bit more grace and empathy for me as I unpack that and work through it because he's just like, okay, I understand where yes. it comes from. You're not just acting this way because you just feel to do it. Yes. It's just what you were accustomed to. Yeah. And I'm still learning and unlearning that yeah. at my big age. So there's still time for you, baby. You're only 21. I love that you've acknowledged this, this early on in your life. Facts. And you can really take a turn for the better just as an individual as an individual first, and then it'll impact, of course, your relationship once you work on unpacking those things. So good luck to you. I think you're off to a great start because you wrote in about it and you're yeah. aware of it. And um, now it's just time to do the work. Absolutely. I used to get extremely defensive when Kadeen didn't do certain things for me. Okay. Like as a wife. Like I'm like, Yo, wait, like why, why, why wouldn't you do that? And I had to learn my family history, right? So mm -hmm. I started to ask my mom, like why she wouldn't do certain things for my dad. And I realized that, remember, that triggered me. Mm -hmm. Like, watching my dad bust his ass to do certain things and my mom was more, like, just independent, focused on herself, mm -hmm. it kind of made me triggered. And I said, I wouldn't want to marry a woman like that because it looks very one-sided. Mm -hmm. Then I started to ask my mom why she was like that. And mm -hmm. she was like, well, you know, I grew up with your, grand your grandmother, your grandfather was in and out, wasn't around. So my grandmother taught my mom to focus on herself because you never want to be beholden to someone who is not going to honor you the right way. That's true. So she instilled in my mom mm -hmm. a, a certain way to be. Right. And very independent, very headstrong, very like even your mom now when it comes to just you encouraging her to like retire yes. and leave her job or take some time off. She's going to do it on She's her just terms. like, no, I'm not going to do it. Yep. Your mom is very headstrong in that. And it's not with malice. Right. She, she wasn't not doing for my dad because she didn't love my dad. Mm -hmm. She thought she was being the best, best version of herself, the best wife she could be because that's what her mom taught her. Mm -hmm. And I found out that my grandmother had her first child when she was 16. Right. So she was young. Right. 
And it just, so it's like, I'm not blaming my grandmother. I'm mm-hmm. not blaming my grandfather. I'm not judging my grandfather. My grandfather had his first child when he was 17. Mm-hmm. He was a baby. Mm-hmm. So it's like, there were two young people who had a child. Things weren't the best. My mom watched these things. My, my mom learned and took the best she could from both of her parents. And then my dad met my mom and I watched it and I was just like, this don't seem fair. Right. So I had certain triggers towards women in general based on what I saw. And I was able to, over these past, I think, five years, mm-hmm. learn more about my family and learn why I got so triggered with things that I saw because of what I, I watched growing up. Absolutely. But then I learned about it from watching my grandparents. So that's when, when we say learn about your family history, yeah. I want y'all to be be very deliberate about what you're learning. Don't oh, yeah. learn where they from. Oh, my, my parents <laughs> from Virginia. No. Yeah. Understand their upbringing. Yeah. And if you can have those conversations. Yeah. You know, I've had some difficult conversations recently with various family members, but it just gave me so much clarity on what makes me tick as a person. And then I felt badly. I think when a couple of days ago, even I was like in the bathroom, like almost in tears and devout was just like, what's the matter with you? Yeah. And I was like, I can't believe you've dealt with me like this for so long. I'm so, why are you crying? Because it was so frustrating just having this conversation with another family member. And I'm just like, oh my God, this person did exactly what DeVal says I do when we have conversations. And I'm just like, the correlation yeah. and seeing where I get this stuff from, I'm just like, okay, yeah, something's got to change. And that's the whole point, right? You want to be able to change and do better and be better for your person. So. Yeah. Good luck to you, sis. I guess that's almost all the time we have yeah, then, right? Yeah, that's the time right? we have for today, yeah. We got a little long-winded, but that's okay. Y'all but are going to stick with us. But I really feel like we should, we breaking down the past is important. Because oh, sometimes yeah. you say learn about your history. and Like, I know where my family's from. Mm-hmm. I know the culture. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, I'm not talking about the culture. I'm talking yeah. about your family dynamics yeah. and why your grandparents moved the way they did and how that affected your parents mm-hmm. and how it's affecting you. Yeah, so. the circumstances under which they made moves. Yeah. It's very important. All right, y'all. Um, thank you for listening today. Um, and thank you for always continuing to write in and giving us always an amazing portion of the show. Listener letters, which is my favorite. <laughs> so keep writing into us. Tribble's always going to pick some great, great, great letters at deadassadvice at gmail.com. That's D-E-A-D-A-S-S-A-D-V-I-C-E at gmail.com. All right. Moment of truth time. It's simple for me. Sign up for Patreon, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> Sign up for Patreon. And I mean, in, in all seriousness, if you're looking for ways to continue to support people who you enjoy watching their content, creators out there who are taking their time and taking their resources and giving you a seat into their lives and you enjoy that, um, the best way that you can support them is to looking into areas where they're offering things like subscriptions or even shows. Like you guys have been amazing about showing up for our shows. Our Patreon members, you guys have gotten exclusive access. I know (laughs) that front row seats was almost all the way sold out after we opened it on Patreon. But we try to make sure we give you guys little perks and stuff too just for um, being a subscriber and to thank you for always supporting and um, encouraging our family. So we really do appreciate that. Yes, ma'am. And my moment of truth is very simple. Own your stuff. That is the only Mm -hmm. way you can walk through life and feel comfortable with your image being portrayed the way you want it to is if you own it. That's it. Right. We executive produce, we produce, we create, we edit, we do everything as a team in here. There's no brand. There's no network. There's no one telling us it has to be a certain way. So when you see the Ellis's, know you're seeing the Ellis's exactly how the Ellis's want to be seen. The so. only person that tells you it's going to be a certain kind of way is the Val. Yes. The Val's the boss. 
and I'm, just, I? and I'm just a mere employee. Ask Josh that and Matt and Triple. That is a damn lie. My, Who's the boss, y'all? Yo, Who's the boss? Yo, in my phone. <laughs> in my phone, her name is the boss. I'm actually, I'm your boss, okay? But when it comes to this content stuff, that'll be the boss, y'all, all right? It's all right, though. You nah, the boss. Right. I'll, I'll own you, it, you, you but I'll boss, tell you like this, yeah. though. <laughs> Being the boss means knowing when to take advice. We sit down in that group, and I'll ask Matt. We'll sit there for hours. I'll ask him, what you think about this? Josh will sit down and Josh will tell me, yo, this may look the best, but this ain't going to work. Tribble, every time. How does that sound, Tribble? What does rundown look like? Like, mm -hmm. it's, it's really a team. And, it and really is. Not for nothing, shout out my team, man. I love y'all. They come here every month. Yes. We stay up late. Mm -hmm. We smoke weed. <laughs> we drink. <laughs> we party. And we do podcasts. We have a good time. <laughs> we have a good time while we do it. And Deval be ordering McDonald's at the wee hours of the come morning. On, no, no, come on, man. Come on, man. <laughs> y'all seen on, the come video? On. Come on, man. Y'all seen come the on. video? Come on, man. <laughs> All right, y'all. So uh, here goes the outro. Be sure to find us on Patreon. Hello. For more exclusive, exclusive Deadass content and Ellis family content. And you can find us on social media at Deadass the Podcast. My page is Kadeen I Am. And I am Deval. And if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, be sure to rate review and subscribe and also don't forget it's the end of the year get your copy of we over me the counterintuitive approach to getting everything you want from your relationship dead ass dead ass is a production of iHeartMedia podcast network and is produced by denora pena and tribble follow the podcast on social media at dead ass the podcast and never miss a thing This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth. No matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you, and how you manage them can make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through. BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. You may have heard that most people who are black have O blood type. O is commonly needed for emergencies. But did you know one in three of us is a match for patients with sickle cell disease? Regardless of blood type, every day our blood saves lives and eases the pain of those living with sickle cell. Donate blood at Red Cross to help us save a life. Black excellence is in our blood. Visit redcrossblood.org slash ourblood to make an appointment now.